let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. It's Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee and myself talking invest in finance, retirement, and end of year is on the docket for the podcast. We are at the beginning of December, so just a couple of weeks left. So we want to share a few things that you might want to consider addressing before the year does end. And some of these do have a timetable, so you want to make sure you adhere to those. And if you got some questions, need some help, definitely reach out to uh, Sean after the podcast or during or whatever, because you can always pause it, right? That's a great thing about a podcast. So 855-50-RETIRE is how you can call them. 855-50-RETIRE or stop by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Yeah. Just enjoying this oddly warm December weather. I know. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's very strange uh, all over the place, but it's been that way all year. So should we expect anything less from 2021? Not not at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is winding down, as I mentioned, right? So let's talk about a couple of items here I got, Sean, in case people need to make some moves on this stuff. Uh, Is it too late to consider maxing out our retirement contributions if we can? No, I think now's a good time. You're towards the end of the year, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a good idea what how much you've saved throughout the course of the year from your paychecks into a savings account or whatever it may be. Right. And now's a good time to just say, all right, I, I've i got extra cash or I'm looking for tax deductions. I'd rather save money in my own retirement accounts rather than pay it to the government. So you know, now's a good time to say, okay, how much have I saved? How much more can I save? And where should that money really go? What vehicles should I use from a tax perspective in order to get some tax deductions? You know, do you do uh, max out your 401k? Maybe you're lagging a little bit behind there and you haven't hit that quite $19,000 max contribution limit. And over the next couple of paychecks, do you just bump that up so you hit that limit? Or do you say, you know what, I've got you know, $6,000 for each spouse that I can put into an IRA. You know, if you're over 50, it's 6,500. Do you make those, those contributions as well towards the end of the year? Right. Or if you're a business owner, you know, do you start to contribute to a SAP or a simple IRA and, and really overfund it? Yeah. I mean, so it's definitely not too late. So that's good. So, uh, and of course, if you've got an, uh, an advisor or a CPA that, you know, maybe give them a quick call, they can probably help you with some things there. But usually this is pretty easy. I mean, technically, I guess you could, you know, dump the whole thing in there if you really needed to. But of course, you don't want a paycheck. So make sure that you're doing that appropriately. But you can definitely max those out. It's not too late. Uh, number two, Sean, uh, is it's not too late for this one either, but this one does have a timeline. You got to get on these RMDs. If you have not taken your RMD and you are 72, uh, you've got until what, the 31st? 31st of December. You got to get it done. Yeah, because that'll bite you hard. Yeah, the government gave leeway in, in 2020. They're not doing that this year. Right. You have to take out your minimum distributions. Uh, you need to do it by December 31st. And if you choose not to, that's your choice. Just understand the, the repercussions. You're going to pay a 50% penalty on whatever you were supposed to take out. So if you were, if you were to take out or required to take out 20 grand and you said no, there's a $10,000 penalty plus taxes on, on the whole thing. So, you know, as you're, as you're going through that and you're working with your advisors, make sure that you're going through and you're saying, do I need to pull out a required minimum distribution? If so, how much? And can I get that done by December 31st? You need to make sure that that's done. Yeah, definitely get on it because 50% is no joke. They are not playing around with that joker. And that would sting. Yes. <laughs> so if yes. it was a fifty thousand dollar, and then just twenty grand, twenty five grand, right? Plus the penalties, plus the error, plus the uh, taxes, you still got to pay on the whole thing. So on the whole thing, yeah, get her done, get her done, right? 
Uh, number three, Sean, explore possibilities for tax loss harvesting. What is it? So tax loss harvesting is is really where you look at what a non-inventory asset. So we'll call it a, you own a share of Microsoft stock in an after-tax account, or you own an exchange-traded fund in an after-tax account. Uh, tax loss harvesting is where you you strategically look at various holdings that you have that have lost and various holdings that you have that have gained. And if you're looking at doing some reallocations or changing the allocation, it's a good way to minimize the tax exposure. You offset your gains with your losses, but you incur those gains and losses together in the same in the same year, if that makes sense. So if I've got Exxon stock that's lost $1,000 and I have Tesla stock that's gained 1000 uh, I sell both of them and my taxes are zero. Okay. And so they kind of cross each other out. But it, it's a great way to reset your cost basis, increase your cost basis, uh, get into a new allocation without having to incur excess taxes. Or if you need money, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I just need some extra Christmas money or whatever, you can do some tax loss harvesting so it's not a taxable event. Okay. All right. And so that is certainly an item you can check off as well. That way you can get a little bit more, uh, get a leg up as we're going into the next year. This next one, Sean, is it's probably a little harder to do because of standard deductions, but can you, I mean, is it worth evaluating those charitable contribution, uh, you know, options there, those tax deductible things? I mean, if you want to give, just give. I mean, it is the holiday season for giving, but if you can get some tax advantages, cool. It's just a little harder right now, isn't it? Well, you just have to be strategic. You know, I mean, you're looking at, you know, standard deductions pretty high right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, most people just fall under the standard deduction. So, you know, unless you're going to give to a charity in well excess over the standard deduction, there's not going to be a ton of benefit. Where the benefit does come in is when you're over 72 and you maybe have to take out, or coming back to that required minimum distribution conversation, you know, I've got to take out. $20,000 for required minimum distribution. I don't really need it. Uh, you do what's called a QCD, a qualified charitable distribution. Mm-hmm, right. And what that does is that that money flows straight across. So it, it doesn't mess with your standard deduction. You're not taxed on it, but then you're able to give that charitable contribution as well. Yep. And yeah, it is harder with the, you know, with the standard deduction, but again, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be the only reason that you're giving, but hey, find out if it can maybe uh, evaluate that option to give you a little something on the tax side as well. Uh, consider purchases that would give you a tax credit. Is it too late for that? Is there much out there we can do really right now? Uh, I mean, the biggest one right now is... You can't get solar put in. <laughs> or <laughs> an electric short. car, right? You can't oh, okay. buy vehicles. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, you get a tax credit if you if you buy an electric vehicle under... You know, if you're one of the first 100,000 purchasers or whatever. Uh, so there is some tax credit there. Problem is you can't get a car, right? Right, like, it's a little tough right now, yeah. You, you can't find any vehicles on the lots. If you're ordering a car, uh, you know, a Tesla or a Ford Lightning or, you know, the GMC Hummer... Uh, none of them are going to get it to you by the by the end of the year. So, tax credits become a little bit less of, less available. Right. Um, so, you know that I don't want to say that that's you kind of miss the boat there, but that's you know, when you get tax credits might be a little late at, in the year on that. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be difficult. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go to the last one here, Sean. Then, and that is again, I get to use my like I don't know. Um, you know, TV commercial for pharmaceutical companies. See if a Roth conversion is right for you. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's kind of one of those weird things. It sounds so strange the should way we write do this. It? But should I do it? Yeah. But, I mean, hey, Roth conversions, a lot of people all year long have been doing it, and it's not too late. No, that it's definitely not too late to do a Roth conversion, but this is this is tricky. You know, and, and we do a, I've been doing a lot of analysis on should we do Roth conversions, should we not? And really when it co- what it comes down to, at this point in time, we have a pretty good handle, at least with the families that we represent, on what their taxable income has been. What sort of IRA distributions have they made? What does their social security, their pensions look like? Uh, what levels are their incomes going to be at? And from that standpoint, we can then make a, a mathematical t- determination. Does it make sense to, to do some conversions? And at what tax rate will you do those conversions? So we've got somebody who's got a you know net income of 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got $26,000, $27,000 that they could do conversions on in order to and still stay in that 12% tax bracket, right? Right, okay. So we're, gotcha. we, can, we can fill up their bracket uh, to the point to where we don't tip them into the next, the next bracket. You know, I was talking with somebody, Sean, and I was like, you know, would you want to convert all of it? Obviously, that could bump you into a higher tax bracket. And we were chatting, and another advisor was like, I mean, if, if you can afford it, I mean, it's certainly something to have a conversation with, right? It's like, okay, do you still, you could still pay that all your taxes or all the conversion and maybe go into a higher tax bracket. And if you've got the money, maybe that's something to at least consider just because of the fact that, you know, if they do go up in the future, it would be higher anyway. And I was like, yeah, but I can't imagine most people. And he's like, no, most people don't want to do that. So you want to do it responsibly. But yes, you could if, if you were of, of that mind to say to your advisor, hey, I just want to convert it all. I guess technically you could do that, right? Yeah, I mean you could. That's a that's a big in the state of Utah. That's a big pill to swallow. Right, exactly. Nobody um, really wants to, but you could. You you could you could, but you just have to be aware of. You know, it's not just the Fed taxes. You know, if as you start to convert more and more money, mm-hmm. it's seen as taxable income, so it okay. affects your Medicare premiums. Uh, if it's too high, it will you'll pay state taxes, but you'll also if your conversion is too high, you'll pay that Medicare surplus tax, which is another three point eight percent. So as your income levels go up, there's a trickle down effect on how it affects you. So there's, there, there should be some thought into, all right, how much should we strategically convert? How much is enough? How, how much is too much? And then kind of live within those boundaries. Because I don't think tax rates are going to change a whole lot based on what we're seeing over the next couple of years anyways. Yeah. So a few items there, folks, a couple of good things for you to consider as the year is winding down. Some of those definitely have that timeline. So make sure you're reaching out to your advisor and talking with them. If you're not working with one, reach out to Sean on the team uh, and have a chat with them as well. 855-50-RETIRE. As I said earlier, 855-50-RETIRE or stop by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. Don't let the holiday season delay you because, again, these things have some timelines to them. So, Sean, thanks for hanging out, my friend, and I appreciate you. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, man. We'll catch you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Make sure you stop by and subscribe to that podcast, this podcast as well, uh, at the website. You can find it all, again, at elevatemyretirement.com. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time here on the show. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.